Our reading this morning is coming from 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 to 10. 1 Peter chapter 5, reading from verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a lowering lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. The word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Praise the Lord. Dear neighbor, please speak like it is September. It is September. Christmas is knocking, friends. Hallelujah. Please speak like it is September. Speak like you are about to see the year 2024. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. It is a great joy for us to be together again. Our sharing this morning is centered on the theme. The church called to his glory. The church called to his glory. This month we are taking time to pray, to reflect, to understand the aspect of God's glory. And we are praying that we'll each will be ambassadors of God's glory, that we shall encounter the glory of the Lord. And wherever we go, people will say, yes, these are the people of God. I have a question for us. How would you feel if you met a person who influenced you in your childhood? Those of us that are adults here, imagine somebody that influenced you in your childhood, maybe in school, in your early teenage years. How would you feel if you met that person today? Or do you remember a person like that? Recently, I was attending a meeting with the Ministry of Education, and I met a teacher that influenced me and drew me into loving chemistry. I quickly recalled the year 1999, that old or that young, in our senior three, and this wonderful teacher standing before us and saying with his excellent chemistry, saying, the worst of you should live the standard of life that I live today, that she was living then. And she was married to a pilot. She's still married to a pilot. She was driving a Mark II, a Mark II in 1999, a teacher. The way she dressed, the way she walked, the way she talked, her commitment to her job, 
And, and the influence that was all around her, those of us in her class, we were all drawn to her chemistry. There is an influence that she carried that was so magnetic that we are all attracted to her. And so recently when I met her, and I was in my collar, and she's involved in the new curriculum reviews that the government is doing, I reminded her of what she said to me. And she said, yes, you look like you're living a better life than me because you're reverent. Praise the Lord. When you talk about the glory of God, we're talking about the influence that we get as we relate with the Lord. The power of God, magnetic, attractive, transforming, that becomes irresistible, that you cannot run away from, but only to surrender to the Lord. Praise the Lord. That even when you begin to talk, there was a time we began to imitate her. She was called Mrs. Intete. We began to imitate her. We imitated the way she walked, the way she talked, the way, the way she loved. And we, and we thought, oh yeah, this is the kind of mother. And we were saying, this is the kind of wife we'd love to marry when that time comes. But there is something that was about her that pulled crowds. When we talk about the glory of God, we are saying something unique about God. Something that is to do with the majesty, the beauty, the power, the magnet of the Lord. That wherever you go, whoever has it, you cannot be resisted. But everyone will say, this is a child, this is the person of God. Why? Because you have related with this God. We related with this teacher. We loved this teacher that we began to imitate her and loved what she was doing and loved her subject. Even when sometimes her classes were late in the afternoon after a meal of sweet potatoes, we never dozed. Why? Because she was such a magnet. When she entered the class, everything would take off and chemistry would take over. When talk about a church called to his glory, to the glory of the Lord, we are saying a church completely consumed into the beauty, the majesty of God. Such a church takes on the character of God. This church will love like God, will sacrifice like God, will move out like God. This church will give its best like the Lord God gives his best in Christ Jesus. It will take on the character and the life of Christ. And this church will illuminate, will reveal the light of Christ to the world. This church becomes the aroma of Christ Everywhere the church is. Peter is writing to believers that were scattered because of the sufferings of their time under the Roman Empire. Peter writes to people that are scattered and scattering will come with its own issues. You imagine you are this family, family scatters, so each person is on, on their own there is bound to be suffering, there is bound to be loneliness, there is bound to be a kind of um, torture somewhere. So Peter writes them and says, even when you are suffering all kinds of trials, 
continue to rejoice in Christ Jesus because in him you have a living hope, a hope for an inheritance that can never perish, that can never spoil, that can never fade. And we see this in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Despite your suffering, suffering all kinds of trials, in verse 6, verse 4 he says, you have been called in Christ Jesus into an inheritance that can never perish, that can never spoil, that can never fade. Praise the Lord. That inheritance has come to you in Christ Jesus through his life, his suffering, his dying, his being buried, and his resurrection. If you, my children, are going to enjoy this chemistry, that time she was teaching us the toughest topic that can ever be about a periodic table. Do you remember those things? And so the only way Mrs. Tato would make us enjoy the periodic table into inorganic chemistry was that should use all kinds of examples and will give all kinds of inspiration that will somehow enjoy that topic because it is central in chemistry. And the Lord himself has made us enjoy life by coming into this world. Hallelujah. And, and not just living a comfortable life, but himself suffering more trials than us. Yes, we will suffer. Yes, we will face tough times. Yes, we will be scattered like these people were scattered. But you know what? Certainly, none of us has reached the point of being on the cross. None of us has shed blood. None of us has died. We are here. Mrs. Ntete, using her own example, made us love the toughest things Christ Jesus, God using the example of his own son, enables us to love and, and to, to carry on even with tough times that are before us and able to yearn for an inheritance that will never perish, that will never spoil, that will never fade. Chemistry will perish. Chemistry will end. But salvation in Christ Jesus will never fade. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so when we are talking about called to his glory, we are called to a relationship with God that will never perish, that will never spoil, that will never fade. And the reading that we took, verse 10 says, and the God of all grace, First Peter chapter 5, verse 10, and the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you, praise the Lord. That at the end of it all, the church will be restored. God will make us strong, firm, and steadfast. Hallelujah. Strong, firm and steadfast. The, the, the fruit of suffering, of endurance has got to do with, of tough time has got to do with being strong, 
being firm, and being steadfast. And you know, you can see a person who's strong, you can tell a person who's firm, you can tell a person who is steadfast. You can also see a person who's panicking. In fact, as I look around, I can tell all those characters here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Oh, yes. These qualities of strength, being firm and steadfast, can only come to us as we relate with the Lord. And we are told this is about eternity, eternal glory. It is not for the things that will come today and end. It is for what is forever and ever. And that's, that's today. In fact, when I was looking for a wife many years after school, I prayed and said, God, and now I'm going to be a reverend. But what kind of person should I marry? looking for somebody who's strong, who's firm, who is steadfast. And how would I tell, listen to the testimony of their life? And I discovered her. This girl had really had tough life in her shaping. And, and could tell that strength and firmness in her spirit and steadfastness in her character. Thought this one can be a Muchala Musumba, can be a wife of a reverend. When you are interviewing people for a job, <laughs> you, you want to find out where have they worked before, what have been their toughest times. And somebody tell you, ah, honestly, for all the years that I've worked, no tough times at all. Everything has been good. They're like, ah, this one will not manage working with our company. Friends, if we are going to be believers that will demonstrate the glory of the Lord, that are heading to eternity. Suffering is going to come our way. And when it does come, it is that we'll be strong, we'll be firm, and we shall be steadfast. And so Peter writes to these believers and says, if you are going to be that kind of church, you are going to observe the following people, the following character characteristics and be able to show your strength and firmness and steadfastness in your spirit. The previous verses in chapter 5, from verse 1 to verse 4, he writes and says, to you dear elders, and carries on, to verse 5 and says, you who are younger, and so everyone, the elders and the younger. And it says, number one, in verse 5 continues, all of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. If we are going to be a church that is going to carry on, that's going to take on an inheritance that will never perish, that will never spoil, that will never fade and demonstrate a character that is full of strength, firmness and steadfastness, we are called to be a church that exhibits humility to each other. Hallelujah. Humility to each other, and verse 6 says, this can only be possible when you humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. You see, when you truly humble yourself under God's hand, then you can humble yourself under your wife, your children, and your children you can humble yourselves under your parents. 
for me to exhibit humility in all other aspects of life and fail to be humble before the Lord is all pretense. And the way people are going to show that to know that I am humble before the Lord is when I exhibit humility even in my relationships with them. And the joy is this, when we humble ourselves under God's mighty hand, verse 6 of 1 Peter chapter 5 goes on and tells us, then he will lift you up in due time. Praise the Lord. You can imagine believers who are scattered. They are wondering how life will come together again. They are wondering how they will put bits and pieces together. And God is saying to them, when you humble yourselves under my mighty hand, at the right time, I will lift you up. Praise the Lord. For us to demonstrate the glory of the Lord, for us to have that aroma of God to show his light to the world, we must humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. For us to begin to reflect on eternity, life after death, we must humble ourselves under his mighty hand and accept his son as our Lord and our Savior. We live in a world, as uh, the right honorable deputy speaker was saying on Sunday, our technology is taking us away from God. You know, we reach a time where human beings can actually, through technology, create human beings. But as he said, those human beings created by technology may not have the feelings that human beings have been given through creation. And so he warned us that soon and very soon we are going to start relating with robots, working with robots, and you are wondering why your boss is behaving the way they are behaving. They have become robots. And so they will not feel like you are feeling. Friends, time for us, for the world to humble itself under God's might hand has never been so real like it is today. We pray that we shall humble ourselves under God's mighty hand. That in his own timing, he is going to lift us up. Praise the Lord. That as we exercise our rights in designing all kinds of technologies and innovations, we will remember, God, we design systems that honor you. The people that are scattered, number two, will definitely have all kinds of anxieties, will have all kinds of worries. So number two, he tells them, if you are going to be a people that are strong, firm, and steadfast, those that will demonstrate the unfading glory of God that never perishes or spoils, you are going to be a people that cast all your anxiety on him. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, cast your anxiety unto Jesus. Yes. Anxiety has got to do with, Lord, look the timing. It is September. My goal is none achieved yet. How can they end before I achieve it? Anxiety has got to do with I must achieve something, but I don't have the resources yet to achieve this. How do I go about it? And because the many wants around you have been confused even with the needs that are the essentials. We become restless 
and we are a people that are restless. The scattering of our time may not be because we are under political persecution. The scattering of our time has got to do with our needs, our desires, our wants, our selfishness, our materialistic culture that is before us. And we pray that you'll only demonstrate God's glory when we cast all anxiety unto him. Again, tell your neighbor, cast all your anxieties unto him. Because he cares for you. The Renyankuri version says, The Renyankuri version adds the aspect of his heart is on you. The person, you see, when your heart is unto something, you become restless. And so God's heart is on his people. God cares for us, and therefore we cast all anxiety unto him because he cares for you. And he demonstrated his care and his love through his son, Jesus Christ. And lastly, that we are going to behave as an army. We are going to be soldiers as far as our lives in this world are concerned. Verse 8 and 9 describe an aspect of being a faithful soldier of the Lord Jesus. You are going to be alert. You are going to be sober. Why? Understanding that your enemy prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. What are we to do? Resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Tell you what, every faithful soldier learns to always be alert anytime the enemy can attack. When we talk about church, we talk about the church here, us, the church militant. But we also talk about the church triumphant. The church triumphant, they fought their fight, they've run their race, they are now with the Lord. Hallelujah. For us who are here, we have not yet triumphed. We are the church militant. We are the church in the battle. We are the church in the fighting. We are the church in the hard work. Back to Mrs. Ntete. Hey, if you are going to enjoy this chemistry, you are going to work hard. Hey, back to the Lord. If we are going to demonstrate his eternal glory, we are going to go through tough times. But as we go through these tough times, we are called to be alert and sober. Alert and sober. Today, many people make decisions and live lives, and you can tell the way this person is living their life. They are not alert. They are not sober. Your enemy pros. The devil pros around like a lowering lion, looking for someone to devour. Are we living with that alertness as? parents, as young people, as a church, that we can only demonstrate God's glory in our time when we are fully awake and fully aware of the strategies of the evil one. I feel that sometimes many people, many believers are living as if they are the triumphant church, the church that has already won the battle. We are still in this world. God is calling us to resist the devil standing firm in the faith and being aware that many other people 
are going through the same kind of sufferings. This church that demonstrates the glory of the Lord, friends, is a church that is living in humility, a church where believers have cast all their anxiety unto him, a church that is alert, that is sober. And our aim is not for the chemistry. Our aim is not for the glory of people around us because that fades. Our aim is that we will get this inheritance of the Lord that never spoils, that never fades, that carries on. And today, as we surrender to him, we gain a strength and firm and a steadfast spirit. And with that, we carry the aroma, the glory, the influence of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. You could be here and you're saying, life is tough. Life is losing meaning. Life, Lord, I can't make ends meet. Lord, I'm confused about this. In Christ Jesus, we have an inheritance that will never perish, that will never spoil, that will never fade. In Christ Jesus, his eternal glory is demonstrated to all God-fearing people. Lord, I pray that in our time today we'll have believers that are strong, firm, and steadfast. Believers that are alert, that Lord, we will be a people that are alert as we come and get back to our offices, as we supervise different projects, as we look at the trends of the world today, that we will be sober, that we'll know that the enemy, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, and that none of us shall be devoured by this power. But rather, by the power of the resurrection, we will stand firm, strong, and steadfast, and continue to yearn and to look to a future. A future, Lord, that is never fading. A future that is never contaminated. A future never spoiled. A future of a glorious relationship with you, that with a militant church here, struggling with the issues of the world one day, will join the triumphant believers, those that are with you in eternal glory, as we praise your holy name. In Christ Jesus our Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 God richly bless you.